0: Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday Mousecapades listeners. This is Brad and I'm here with my daughter Kaylee. We hope that you're all safe, happy and healthy. This is episode 761 and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast.
1: The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company you're looking to book a trip, one of the gifted agents at Your Story Travel will be able to help you. Just text Vicki or Stephanie at 636-373-4497 and they would be more than happy to get with you to design a magical vacation to suit your needs. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package.
0: So first of all, let's give an update on mom's situation, Kaylee. I think we're both in the know and up to date so when this airs this will be friday september 30th vicky's original return date from orlando was wednesday september 28th and as things kept progressing and the storm kept coming this is now hurricane ian things started happening like oh we're closing this oh we're shutting this down we're closing this i think People started to get the hint that they needed to get out of town sooner rather than later. And Vicky was one of those people. So she's like, I think I'm going to try to get an earlier flight out. So she did. She got a 10 a.m. flight on Wednesday instead of in the evening. All good, right? Yeah, it was all good until that flight got canceled too. So that put them in a predicament. And as of the recording of this show, they're not able to get out until Saturday. So not happy campers i mean not the worst thing in the world but just was not planned to be gone that long you have a set date when you're going on vacation you have a set date when you're coming back sometimes when your return date gets messed with it can really throw things for a loop i don't know kaylee i didn't get a sense of whether she was really upset i mean you don't have a choice you got to deal with it but i don't know what do you think
1: she's probably just frazzled just lots to do things will be taken care of here i think she feels obviously worse for the people who are living in that the people having to evacuate their homes it's more stressful for them and obviously if we're talking more the people who were traveling wise that does stink but she does feel lucky that she got to complete her trip for the most part it really only took a toll on their last day True. or last day and a half or so where this is really going to wipe out some people's entire trips like they're gonna just have to cancel their trip because this is not people can't fly in or get there and even if they could people i mean there are things closing and it's not good correct
0: so yeah pray for all the people in florida pray for vicky and her friend group that she's with if they get back safely but we, I'm sure there will be more to come on next Friday's show and actually on Rumors & News. I'm sure she'll say something about it on Rumors & News next week. But still, we're going to do a whole show dedicated to her trip. So you'll hear all the details about it when that show airs. But today, I kind of wanted to continue. We had started this series back in June with our first episode. And my interview on that one was with Vicki. And I'm calling them these TED Talk interviews with our podcast hosts and or podcast regulars. If you recall at that time, we said we'd be interspersing these throughout the next few months. They wouldn't necessarily be in succession. And so Kaylee, you're in that latter category. I would consider you a podcast regular. You're not an official host, but you do fill in sometimes when we need you to. So thank you for that. As the creative licensing editor of the show, I deem that you qualify for this interview. Thank you. So I kind of wanted to get your insights on your Disney background, what led to your love of Disney? How did it all start? What are your first memories of that? And so listeners, I hope you have as much fun listening to this as we did, recording it, getting to the heart of our Disney passion and what drives us to be part of the podcast and what drives our agents to help clients plan magical vacation experiences. So, Kaylee, we'll go ahead and get started. You have no advanced knowledge of these questions, however, if you listen to the first episode, you might remember what some of them are, but again, you didn't get a preview of what I'm going to be asking you
1: today, correct? Yeah, that's true, but that was like 70 years ago, I don't remember.
0: Correct. We have slept since then, so even if you did remember some of that show, you're not going to remember all these questions, so it's still going to be a surprise. We will go ahead and get started. I'll kick us off with our first question. Here we go. What is your first memory of a Disney character or a Disney movie? And how old were you at that time?
1: Well, I have two answers, I guess. The one that's been told to me is A Bug's Life. Mm -hmm. If you've listened to the show for any amount of time, we've told that story a gajillion times because mom is a mother and she gushes over that story.
0: But if you don't remember that, what's your, what's your first memory?
1: So that's that's the one I would say I only remember purely through stories because it's been told so many times. But my own personal memory of one is Monsters, Inc. Okay. Because I was in the hospital when I watched it and I got to watch it as many times as I wanted to.
0: You remember the movie. or Obviously, you remember some of the characters, but that was the movie.
1: Sully is the one that stuck out for me. But yeah, I remember watching it in the hospital over and over and I was in kindergarten, so I was five.
0: Yep, I remember it well. It's good. All right, there's our first question. That was a pretty easy one. Next, when growing up, did you take trips to Disneyland or Disney World? And if so, how often did you go? But if not, then how were you exposed to Disney? Was it only through movies? TV shows and the like, or how were you exposed to Disney, mostly?
1: Well, I guess the first exposure to Disney, again, I think you just like, you let us watch it. Like we watched movies and all that stuff. I know you sang the Winnie the Pooh theme song to us. That was one of the songs that was sung to me as a lullaby. Uh Uh-huh. So the exposure to Disney, I think, was just spread out. It was scattered. Probably music was the biggest impact, which, I mean, that's no shocker. Turned out to be a music teacher. It does matter, people. Sing to your children. It's happening less and less. It really does matter. It does. It makes me so sad how many kindergartners i have come to school and they say they've never heard somebody sing to them in person it makes me sad Uh even if you think you're bad at it they don't care because they don't have that sense to distinguish that yet once they can start telling you you're bad then maybe you can think (laughs) maybe they're old enough i don't have to do this anymore that's true um tv shows like we watched disney in which i guess everybody thinks When they grew up, that was like the golden era of Disney Channel. But like, I really think Joey and I got the real golden era of Disney Channel, or at least maybe even there was a big enough gap between me and Joey, because I remember like early elementary school, it was like Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens. And then it branched into That's So Raven,
0: yeah,
1: Impossible. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, and then it got a little newer and it was Wizards of Waverly Place, Hannah Montana, like all the great like shows fill the future. Kids would never know what these were now.
0: I think those really were some really good ones all happening at the same time.
1: And that's what I think now because I had said this before and maybe the listeners would agree, Like I think some things are so hard to watch with kids now as a family, like it's hard to just sit there and be like, I have to pretend that I like this. Like, (laughs) it's just not good. But I don't know. I watched Hannah Montana again in college and it was funny. And it was kind of funny to me that like, even in college, I was already siding more so on the side of her dad than her because I had grown up and seen, I'm like, girl, you're dumb. Like, why are you making all those choices? And then he's making the choices for her.
0: The thing about those shows is, I mean, yes, it was cheesy. Yeah, you kind of, you knew. But it was like full house. But I feel like today, some of them are so over the top that I I couldn't even sit, I couldn't even make it through some of them today. I, I don't think I could.
1: Yeah, and I feel like they try to make them super weird and like way out there because, I mean, they're just always trying to top everything because kids have access to so much now, they're trying to make it as new and as wild as they can to draw attention. But to answer like the first portion of the question was more on the park side. The first trip we took to Disney World was when I was 12. And when I was younger, I was frustrated that we didn't go when I was younger. But honestly, I look back and even my 12 year old trip i only remember bits and pieces which is wild to me because i'm like that's seventh grade like or the summer before seventh grade so you'd think i should remember a ton of it which i do remember like big chunks of it and i have huge memories but like i cannot recap each trip like i could now like we do the trip recaps and i'm honestly glad we do those because then when we go back and listen to them i can be like oh yeah we did that Uh because like i mean you lose the detail after a you lose it after an amount of time. So that's why we like to do them right when we get back. So it's all fresh.
0: And Here's a little hint. The older you get, the quicker you lose the detail.
1: Awesome. <laughs> um, but it's only been Disney World so far. We have not been to Disneyland yet. Um, Mom and I have discussed several times doing like a quick, tri- a quick trip to Disneyland. It's been in the works or been in talks. And I'm sure at some point we'll do it, especially since she's getting close to finishing up her teaching career so i'm sure it'll be more realistic if with only one of us having to like work in our schedule now absolutely um, here soon but yeah once we went and i was 12 it was like once a year after that and then when i got to college it became like twice a year sometimes as i got a little older because then i was paying for a lot of portions of it so then Yeah, very lucky and blessed to be able to go that much.
0: Yes, very good. That was a good answer. All right. Next question. What is your favorite Disney movie and why this might be tough?
1: Well, yeah, I don't know because I feel like there's categories. There's like live action and there's Pixar and there's just like the cartoon.
0: Yeah, it's hard to narrow it down to just one, I would say. Mm -hmm. If you had to, which one would you pick for that of all of those categories?
1: man. Like, it's hard because I don't even... There's like a bunch running through my head but I would not call any of them my favorite, I guess. Which is difficult.
0: I would think it's going to be one of the ones that you first remember but that's just me.
1: Which is possible. I know like music wise I love the music from those movies but honestly the ones that are sticking out for me right now are... Which is weird. Like, so I guess... I'm going to answer your question, but I don't know if this counts as my favorite Disney movie or if my most rewatchable ones. Okay, so we'll go with the most rewatchable. Well, the ones that are sticking out in my head right now are the Princess Diaries movies because like a lot of time when I'm just at home and I need to turn something on and like I'm in the ha- I'm in my room, like I need to clean something in my room or if I'm doing work on the la- my laptop, but I don't want it to be quiet and I need something on, like, those are almost always the movies I turn on. Okay. And I don't know why, but they're just, like, nice to have on because I know what's going to happen, but I'm not bored of them either. They're good. So I don't think those, like, I definitely would not qualify those as my favorite. Quotable, yes, and very funny. But (laughs) it's really hard for me to, like, pick a favorite.
0: That's okay. Man. I'll let you off the hook on that one. Next question, what life lessons did you learn from some of your favorite Disney movies? What do you think the, the best takeaway is that you remember?
1: I think there's like good ones in all of them, especially, I feel like the newer ones, obviously they're getting into like, if I'm just thinking Disney on a whole, they've always been about like familial love, I think. Like, I think it started out as like true love, like, love in marriage and it's like you have to find the one you're going to fall in love with and then i think somewhere along the line they were like we can focus on familial love because that's important too And so i think all of the ones i like that are up there like a bug's life and monsters inc is up there
0: it's interesting that you say that because i think it is kind of a switch because for a while there they were killing off all the disney moms right I, yeah and so it comes full circle. Oh, let's not kill them off because we need to talk about familial love.
1: <laughs> well, that, yeah. And then I think they even got into a point where they realized like they can talk about like friendship love too. Like when you mm-hmm. think about Wreck It Ralph, they talked about how you can have two characters just be in a supporting relationship of each other that do their own thing, but then they are just supportive of each other, which was different. And so I think just over the overarching theme of Disney is like love, I feel like in an underlying sense, but just in different capacities and teaching you how to handle it. That's
0: a good answer. All right. Next, if you could be a Disney character for one week, which one would it be and why? Mm. I was going to see if I could predict this one. Okay. I don't know that I can though.
1: Well, I'll give you a, I definitely feel like it would be a character from The Incredibles. Okay. What were you thinking? I was thinking Merida. No. Why'd you think her? Only because she's a female that
0: went against the grain.
1: That's true. She did, she spoke up and she changed the rules. But I feel like It's hard, like, I definitely feel like I wanna be one of the Incredibles characters, but it's so hard for me to pick which one. But honestly, I feel like the two I lean between, which are wild, and I don't know if you would guess these, are Jack-Jack and Edna Mode, (laughs) honestly.
0: Those are the two I had in mind when you said Incredibles.
1: Oh, well, that's good. good. I feel like Edna Mode would be so cool because I like fashion, like, anyway in real life, but that would be so cool to be like, yeah, I'm gonna just design super power suits. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Or like almost be an apprentice, but that would be kind of cool to be that spunky character for like a whole week. And why Jack-Jack? I just think that's wild to like have all those powers. Like, cause you could have a gajillion, you could have one power. I think having like Elastigirl's power is honestly pretty insane. Like being that flexible. Almost just because I want to see like what the limit is. <laughs> right.
0: But when does the stretch Armstrong break?
1: <laughs> yeah, like because in the first one we see her like on that aircraft and she's like straining to hold that thing up. But I don't know if that's because of like her strength mixed with her elasticity or whatever. Obviously that's like all a physics thing. And Joey would probably be like all in on this right now. But yeah, I think it's between those two. Jack-Jack's a baby, he can do what he wants and nobody really can blame him. That's true. Next up, if you could have any
0: Disney sidekick, which one would it be and why? Hmm. If you could have any Disney sidekick, not be any
1: Disney sidekick. Just have one? Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's hard. Cause then as soon as you mention this, like you mention it and then all of them like leave, it's like they hide, like don't pick me. <laughs> Um, honestly, the first one I thought of was Mushu, but I think he's too loud. Like, I think we'd fight because my personality is too much like his. Like, it would just be a hot mess. I honestly feel like Pascal might be kind of fun, which is Rapunzel's. Uh huh. Like I'm feisty and so is Pascal, but just tiny. And like, I think that one would be fun because then you carry it on his shoulder.
0: And he doesn't have to say a lot to get his point across either. No,
1: because he's a chameleon. So he like changes color. He blends in. He like shows it with his face. That's a good one.
0: That's a good answer.
1: Yeah, I think that one. Okay.
0: Next up, who is the scariest Disney villain and why?
1: Uh, Okay, I think it's easily mother gothel oh really okay yeah i okay so some people might like disagree with me but i think she's scary because she's realistic Uh uh-huh like some of the other villains like ursula is a sea witch a lot of them are very unrealistic people which a lot of the villains have realistic qualities that you see in people but mother gothel was literally just a greedy woman Mm -hmm. and then she literally was the queen of like gaslighting this poor child of just like, she would yell at her all the time. And then she's like, oh, now you think it's my fault, blah, blah, blah. Like the queen of doing that. Where like, that is some people like that's their real life. Like that's what they live.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to sidebar here a little bit. I've talked about this at work with a couple of my coworkers. There's truth to what you're saying about it being like realistic mm-hmm. because One of my coworkers, she does not like scary movies or like religious based like Mm. satanic movies because she's like, that's stuff that can actually be real. She's like, some of that stuff can be, it can be actually happening in real life. And that scares her worse than any like jump scare thing that she could ever see. So it's kind of going to what you're saying. It's scary when it can actually be real and it can be within reason. To be actually happening.
1: Yeah. So I think it becomes more scary when it reminds you of real life. Yeah. Like when, because you know she's just a character, but it's like she is reflecting a lot of people.
0: Uh huh. Truth is stranger than fiction sometimes, for sure. <laughs> okay, next up. What are some positive things that Disney makes you feel? Wow. Right up my alley. I will say this might be more difficult to answer now than it was in the past, given everything that's happening with mr paycheck
1: that is true
0: but i'll let you give it a shot go ahead
1: i mean i definitely think that there's still the nostalgia for me Mm -hmm. like i think remembering and like when i'm in the parks and i'm looking at the detail and stuff especially the older things i can still see and i think about it and you still get the the feeling that like you're in a bubble And again, it's like what we say all the time, you don't know that feeling until you're there. The same thing we had said to grandma for years, like she didn't get it until she was there and she was like, okay, I see what you mean and why you visit multiple times and why now we convinced her to go again. Mm -hmm. She thought she'd only ever have to go once. Um, It's just like a different feeling to be there and they do it like no other place, like no other theme park does. You're just in a theme park anywhere else, but that is like a bubble. It's a different place. Right. So I feel like that is a positive where I just feel removed from reality in a good way, like when I'm there. Now, yes, in some ways, I remember all the things that are negative when we're <laughs> there. And it was just sad because we're just living in technology and social media. But, well, I mean you can focus on the positive things for a while, at least.
0: At least. I think it is easier to focus on the positive things when you're in the Disney bubble. I will say that.
1: Yeah, which I think is why it might be easier when we're watching like blogs thinking, how do they do this all the time? Like, why are they not seeing this? But if they're visiting the parks all the time, they're seeing it in person and they're feeling that. Right. So I can see why they have a different perspective than us.
0: All right. Okay, this is a good one. Is there a Disney attraction that everyone raves about, but that you think is just okay? And if so, which ones are those and why?
1: I think mom and I agree on this one. I think Test Track is like, I don't classify that as just okay. Like it's a good ride, but honestly, that's a ride that you could ride one time and not really have to do it again. Hmm. For me, it's not like one of those things that I'm like, we have to do that when we go to Disney because it has a long wait a lot of the time. And now Epcot is now starting to have way more things to do.
0: So let me rephrase the question. That's a good uh, that's a good point. Instead of you thinking they're just okay, how about you rides that you think are must do repeats versus a one time and done?
1: Yeah, like Test Track is definitely the one in Epcot for me. But like, I mean, if the line was low enough and we like had some time, I'd definitely ride it. Like, it's not like I'm going to avoid riding it. Uh But it's definitely not something that I'm like, we have to go do that. We do not make time in our day to go do it.
0: Especially not if you're waiting 200 plus minutes for it. I mean, that to me, that's just not worth that to me.
1: And it is, I feel like it is an experience. And especially like for kids who love cars, like they're building their own car and they're seeing it right, Run the performance tests like that's a big deal. but I mean, if you're not that big into cars, it's it's okay. I've heard very big things about the Disneyland version. the cars version is much better or it, the themed version is so cool that I kind of want to go do that one. and of course, if I were get to visit Disneyland and or when, hopefully when, but that's one that sticks out for me. I mean, for me,
0: Tower of Terror was the one and done, but that wasn't because I thought it, that's not because I think it's a one and done ride, it's because I didn't like it. That's a different, there's a difference.
1: Yeah. For me, I would say alien swirling saucers. But again, that's just for like a different demographic. Like it's meant more for families with younger t- kids. Not that you can enjoy it right? if right. you're not a young kid, but it just is not like a thrill ride or like it's not as fun as the other things that they have to do. It's not immersive as like the Star Wars ride or anything. There's not a storyline. You're just kind of on it to be on it. And so... I don't know. Yeah, that's another one.
0: It's a good one. All right. If you could stay in a Disney park alone for one night, which one would it be and why?
1: I think it's definitely Magic Kingdom. By far, I
0: think that would be the most popular choice.
1: I think it's just the biggest. There would be so much to do and explore. I almost am just curious. Like, I'd almost want to time myself without crowds, like speed walking from the front to the back. Like, How long does it take with no crowd? Right. With no stroller running over my feet, and <laughs> with me not having to stop for the people who decided to stop to take a picture or check their bag in the middle of the traffic, like how <laughs> how fast can I get literally from the front of the gates of Magic Kingdom to, I think it's like Big Thunder Mountain is like the furthest point in the back, or one of the furthest. I just want to see. Oh
0: man, this is so true. It would be just glorious to be able to go through there. Like, you know, when you see on TV those specials when they clear the park for those special events. I would love to walk through there when it's like that. Just really no one.
1: I know. I don't know if I'd want to be completely alone, though. Kind of be freaky. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, next up. What
0: are your three biggest Disney park pet peeves? And this can be anything from what guests do, something in the parks themselves, or whatever, just three biggest pet peeves.
1: I only get three, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, I
0: have a lot, so.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, I have several. <laughs> um. I think the one that frustrates me is like, I wanna like figure out how to encompass this. Like, I guess stroller etiquette would be the way to say it
0: you kind of mentioned it in your previous answer when you said if you spent the night alone you're like so you don't have to battle the strollers yeah you kind of alluded to it
1: (laughs) because like for a while i was just like i'm never gonna take my kid when they're stroller age blah blah like but i'm at a point now like where i get it like you need a stroller and like Uh you're gonna take kids when they need strollers but do you need to bring (laughs) the of strollers into a
0: disney park I started to say, do you have to have the Lexus of strollers to come in the park?
1: Like, I do not understand. (laughs) And then you've got this massive stroller, and then you're literally going negative six miles an hour. Like, (laughs) you might as well be walking backwards. Some people do. (laughs) I'm like, Disney needs to create lanes, literally on the sidewalks. It needs to be the Mosey lane and the truck in it lane. Like... (laughs) They
0: missed their opportunity when they did the lightning lanes. They should have done stroller lanes too.
1: (laughs) Like, I'm just saying, because I'm not like bashing people who use strollers, because I'm sure there are people like us that pack strollers that feel they are in the way constantly and are trying to get out of the way. But there are people with strollers that literally like have no concept (laughs) of they are in the way. You are the way right now. Like you are the sidewalk. There is nowhere else to go. And so I'm like, literally move it or I will move it for you. I will pick your child up. I am background checked (laughs) in one of the largest districts in our state in the largest elementary school in our state. So I think I can pick your child up safely (laughs) and put them back on the ground wherever you need me to, probably much faster than you can. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, just come on. So I think that bothers me so bad. Like, do not stop in the way. You make an effort to pull over. (laughs) Everybody's hanging on, like.
0: (sighs) Use your turn signals.
1: (laughs) So yeah, I think I would just classify that as stroller etiquette. Maybe some of the listeners are like, yes. And maybe some of them are like, you're incompassionate.
0: I believe you would find a lot of people that agree with you. I know what mine is. Which is? people on social media, bloggers, vloggers, affecting the experience of other guests.
1: Ah, I gotcha.
0: Like, I understand that's their job. Yeah. But I'm going there and I paid a lot of money to be there. I don't wanna have a camera in my face inhibiting my view of the experience. I don't mind your hands in the air, but I don't wanna see you trying to video it while we're going. It's just,
1: no. That's fair. I feel, okay. So like, let me go back. Cause I feel like another people one, maybe they'll all be people ones. I don't know. We got plenty of, um, on both sides, but the people ones are we coming do. to me. We do the people ones, which like, I have said this several times on this show. So I'm sorry to the listeners who have heard me say this over and over again, but like, I am not a tall adult. I'm very small. My <laughs> students know this at school. I'm five, three, I'm very small. <laughs> and, when these giant human beings like my father are 6'2 and they're like oh let me put my toddler on my shoulders excuse me i'm a full-grown adult now paying for my experience that you are now wrecking like i get it you want your child to see but also don't be rolling up 30 seconds before a show and put your child on your shoulders and block in my view like no i just don't think child children on shoulders should be allowed like personally at any age because i don't think it's safe like it's just honestly a hazard like in the park because there's no soft ground anywhere except the grassy areas like that's just literally an accident waiting to happen correct and so personally i think it's one a safety concern and two it's just impeding the vision of everybody and like you said then you have the fight of everybody's trying to hold a camera up or hold their child up and then it becomes a fight I'm like why can't we all just you hold them in your arms you're six two dude just hold like literally they're already way higher off the ground than they were before like just they're even higher than me in your arms they are taller than me like come on well
0: listen well listeners we have obviously struck a nerve we can move on. We'll move this one on, Kaylee. I sure know there are plenty of things we can continue to talk about on this topic, uh, but we will move on for the sake of brevity. And the next question up is: What are the one or two things that are on your Disney, quote unquote, bucket list? You have any of those, Kaylee?
1: Well, one of them is staying at the Grand Floridian. Oh yeah. For me. Yeah. I want to stay at the Grand Floridian. Like our whole family has. The monorail resorts that we want to stay at. And yours is the contemporary. Yep. Moms and Joey's is the poly, which they get. They're going to fulfill that. We are here yep. pretty soon on our next trip. And then mine is the Grim Floridian that I want to stay at. Um, so one day I really want to stay there. It's just uh, outrageous to stay there. Yeah. Outrageous. Even if it was a night, like I get it. I would want to like make the most of that night and just like stay there. The whole time that's definitely one and then i would like to visit one of the foreign disney parks as well mm. like either disneyland paris or tokyo disney because they have like some of the cooler i honestly think tokyo disney has some of the cooler rides
0: aren't they the ones they also have a pirate ride
1: They have, like, that really technology-based Disney ride and, like, a Monsters, Inc. ride. It's kind of like Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, only it's, like, with the flashlights. Like, you're trying to find monsters with flashlights, um, or you're trying to find Boo. They just have so many different rides compared to us in the other, like, foreign parks. And, I mean, Disneyland has different rides but so many just completely different ones and just different culture and everything. Obviously it'd be really hard to go do that, but I think it'd be fun. Yeah.
0: Okay, next question. You'll like this one. What's your guilty pleasure theme park food that you know you shouldn't eat, but you can't help yourself once you're there? All of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty much. I mean, most
1: of it, like there's a ton of food
0: there. Although I have to be really careful. I'm pretty good about laying off the sweets generally, and I don't really indulge even when I'm there anymore.
1: If you remember, like listeners, we went on that Myrtle Beach trip earlier this summer, like in August and we had custard at one point and I like did splurge. I got like a custard, but it was huge. Like I, but I ate the whole thing (laughs) and I got cake batter custard with brownie bites in it. And Joey took one bite and Joey is not somebody who like eats healthy. Like he eats what he wants. And he took a bite and was like, how are you eating that? because he took one bite and was like, it's good, but I'm done. And I was like, no. And I ate all of it, Wow! which it was a lot, but like I could handle it. Now there are some things that are like sickening sweet, but I like it. (laughs) I'm trying to think there's definitely foods that we get there like every time that I'm like, I really shouldn't get that this time, but I always get it.
0: Once you're there, it just is so tempting.
1: It is, and it's so hard. Like I tried a few different things. I try to get the snacky foods. I try to snack on like popcorn, the lighter like snacks instead of just trying to get the heavier snacks all the time. Um, But I feel like a lot of times it's just those bready snacks that get me. Like the things I shouldn't eat, like all the pastries. Yeah, I
0: think bread is my Achilles heel. It's not so much the sweets anymore, it's the bread.
1: Oh, I think I know what it is. It's the beignets in France. (laughs) I know every single time I'm like, I should not get those because those are so, they're literally just carbs and sugar. Like there's no protein, there's no vegetables, but like I want it every time we go. Oh my goodness.
0: All right, final question for today, Kaylee. If you could experience one Disney attraction with Walt Disney himself, which one would you choose and why? Hmm. I know what mine would be.
1: I feel like I can't predict yours. I guess I have a question. On this attraction, is it like a question and answer session? Or we got to ride it with him like anybody else? Like we can't ask questions. It would be your
0: discretion. You mean, does the ride lend itself to just being able to talk while you're on it? Or you really can't due to the nature of it? Like, what are you asking? Like, if it was People Mover, you could obviously just talk to him the whole ride. But if it was Rock and Roller Coaster, it's kind of hard to talk on Rock and Roller Coaster.
1: I suppose. Is People Mover yours?
0: It would be, but that's not an original,
1: right? No, it's not.
0: I would choose Carousel of Progress because it's something he, it was original. It was his idea. That's why.
1: I'm leaning towards that. I'm honestly leaning towards that or Small World one of those because obviously he had a hand in both. And like, just talking about the little details, like how they made final decisions, like what went into that decision? Why did you decide three dolls for this? Why did you decide this many dolls for this like culture? <laughs> what made you decide to put this doll here and this doll here? Like just questions like the setup. All the all the things, right? Yes, just general things of, and then like same thing for Carousel Progress, like. How did you figure that out like all the way back then? Like, was there anything that was super unconventional that you're like, you had to figure out how to rig that because it, like, you weren't sure it was even gonna work or it broke a lot? And you were like, well, we gotta make it work somehow. Just, I feel like either of those two would be good.
0: All right, good. Well, thank you, Kaylee, for coming on and doing this today. This was a lot of fun. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed it and thank you for joining us today. We greatly appreciate your support and also a big welcome and shout out to any newbies that may be out there that just found us recently. We'd love for any and all of you to reach out to us. we always enjoy hearing from listeners from all around the globe.
1: If you would like a free quote or if you're just interested in being a guest on our show or you can just simply have a question or a comment, text Vicki or Stephanie at 636-373 4497 or you can also reach them by heading over to yourstorytravel.com hit the drop down you see there and then you choose one of their names.
0: And be sure to join us again next Wednesday for the latest Disney rumors and news. Vicky should be back hopefully if she's not still stuck in Orlando and as always thanks for listening to the number 1 podcast that entertains that space between your ears. The Mousecapades podcast. Well, Kaylee, I think it's about that time just to keep swimming. And pixie dust. Have a magical day, my friends.